Welcome to Promocast Canada, the one and only show produced especially for Canada's promotional products community. Brought to you by the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and the President and CEO of PPPC, Jonathan Strauss. Let's talk shop. Welcome to Promocast Canada. My name is Jonathan Strauss. I'm the President and CEO of the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada. And I'm excited to have you join us here for our podcast. My guest today is Sam Singh, the CEO of Full Line Specialties. So Sam, thank you for joining us and for being here today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be included into this podcast. So Sam, you and I don't know each other very well, but your name comes up all the time. Um, I always hear great things about your company and um, you've been very active on on social media during the pandemic. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you some questions about that as as we go. But Sam, you're a family business. So do you want to start and, and fill me in and fill in our, our listeners on sort of the history of Full Line Specialties? Where, where, where did you get started and, and when did you join? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, first of all, before I start, I would just, you know, like to say it's it's an honor to be included in this podcast and, you know, a sincere appreciation to the entire PPPC staff for being nimble by helping its members navigate and provide support through the headwinds over the last 18 months or so. Also to yourself, Jonathan and Ryan, for having the vision to see the need for these types of podcasts and uh, along with other initiatives that benefit all PPPC members. So thank you, guys. Well, Sam, thanks for that. It's um, we're all about community, and that's become even more important during the pandemic. So I appreciate you recognizing and acknowledging that. Thank you. Okay, so how did we start in this industry? Was the question right? A little bit of history about full life. Yes. How did the company start, and and when did you jump in? And uh, I'm second generation uh, family into the business. And so, Sam, is your mother still part of the business with you? Uh, no, she's fully retired. She retired probably, I think, about four or five years ago. However, she still does poke her head in there every so often and uh, tell me what to do and uh, tell me to get some milk on my way home. <laughs> Perfect. So when, you, uh, when you, you watched your mother start this business and your family grow this business, what was there something that drew you to 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 make the plunge to join the family business or or were you told
and it's obviously the shift has worked out well for you. Your company, uh, you have, is it about 20 staff? And that's always, that's always the fun, right? It's the, the clients and the, and the employees that make everyday fun for leaders like you, right? Yeah, definitely very true. It, uh, it, gives you op- it gives you a lot of optics to see things in a different lens from different points of view, from people from different ethnic, diverse race, religion, different types of backgrounds. Because just because I think it's the right thing to do doesn't mean it is the right thing to do. So it's a nice sounding board to have. And being out in uh, in the Vancouver area in Surrey, uh, I'm assuming you have a pretty diverse workforce. And in your company, you know, you're second generation. Do you have any employees who are second generation in the company as well? Uh, yes. Our, our, our operations manager, our COO, is actually my younger brother. He joined us about four years ago. Um, prior to that, he worked at, he was a uh, working for uh, enterprise-level global companies. So with him transitioning over, being trained in the corporate world, it added a lot of professionalism to our company as a distributorship because I've always worked for the family business. I've often heard that um, successful families will encourage their children to actually go work outside and then come back in. So you, you kind of have the best of both worlds. You grew up in it and then your brother had that outside experience. So I guess that's probably a really good blend for, for the two of you working together. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that 100%. It's always good to get some outside experience, some real world experience, as I would call it. And, you know, mind you, growing up, you know, I did have summer jobs and worked retail and stuff like that. But uh, pretty much after graduation, I was in the family business. And the nice thing is my brother was able to see what it's like working in the real world to bring some of those uh, uh, benefits, but also some of the challenges too, to, uh, to our organization. We're good. So Sam, your, your company uh, has, has been recognized by the industry through PPPC uh, as, as one of the leaders in the industry in Western Canada. I know you work across Canada and into the U.S. What, what is the last uh, year and a half, what is the pandemic uh, done or meant to, to your business? How, how have things changed and what have the big challenges been? Um, on, a, I get, on a personal level, I'm no different than anyone else in this world and the pandemic has been challenging to say the least. However, on a business level, um, you know, we've always done PPE prior to March of last year, you know, albeit it was not medical PPE. And, um, you know, once again, Rocky with his enterprise level experience, you know, by chance we, apl- we uh, <clears throat> applied pro just prior to the uh, COVID pandemic for our Health Canada license, uh, which uh, really served as well. You know, since we, and since we already had a health and safety business unit within the company, we already had access to the right buyers with the right budgets and we understood their buying mentality. You know, as a lot of distributors tried to shift into PPE at some point, they realized it's a very different, uh, the buyer's mentality of the health and safety side is very different than the marketing and promo departments. Um, you know, and that led us that that pivot or transition led us led us to having 2020 as a banner year for full line specialties. And, you know, so far, 2021, even without the PPE sales, you know, the, the first six months have been strong when we compare year to date to 2019 and 2020 revenue. You know, and then. Yeah. And also, you know, 
uh, with uh, the pandemic, there was uh, opportunities out there. You know, we completed an acquisition of a local competitor back in February of this year. And, you know, we're currently in growth mode looking to expand beyond the uh, borders of BC. But I've, I've seen following you and your company on LinkedIn, especially seen uh, some of that activity. So it's it's nice to see, you know, there, there are definitely been some winners um, during the pandemic. And it's nice to see when people in our industry have found ways to do that. So I want to go, let's go back for a second to the Health Canada and the medical uh, licensing that you have. Uh, you know, I think there's probably not enough people in our industry who really understand what that means. So for, can you explain um, a little bit uh, for a distributor who, who doesn't know what that means? Why is that important? And, and what does that mean for your business, that licensing you have from Health Canada? Um, it's a nice seal of approval for the end user to understand that they are buying from a health can. They're buying, whether it's PPE or whether it's high-vis gear, whatever the uh, the PPE uh, item is, that they're buying it from a Health Canada certified member. So if there's any issues, if there is any recalls, they are taken care of. They, it's like an insurance policy for our clientele, uh, you know, to help them sleep better at night. And... Um, you know, it's not, it's a lot more than just applying for a license. You have to have someone on staff who's certified or not certified by Health Canada, but trained in that and understands the, uh, all the uh, jurisdictions, different provinces have different health and safety guidelines. It's, it's a, it's a completely separate business unit, to be honest with you. So you can't just dip your toe in it, but however, it's, it's helped us out on the health and safety side of things. It gives our customers a peace of mind that they're being looked after by not just a PPPC professional, but a Health Canada approved professional. Great. Well, I appreciate you explaining that because one of the first calls I received when I joined PPPC was uh, somebody calling me wanting to know what I knew about importing of lip balm with, with SPF in it. And um, <laughs> That was a very complicated, it might have been my third or fourth phone call I received, and that was a very complicated first call. But I've, I've since come to learn that uh, sunscreen and like hand sanitizer are, you know, fall into a category similar to prescriptions. Yeah. And so um, it's something that, um, you know, I think we all probably will, well, not all of us, but many people in the industry will will have learned about in the last year and a half or, and will continue to learn more about it's something that... Uh, wasn't really on on many people's radars. You were ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, just by chance. And it's not because I'm that smart. It's just that I have good people around me. Well, it's good that you're doing it the right way because I do know that that was a challenge for some people looking at how to bring in hand sanitizer and other and you know and PPE. Just looking at the the right way to do that. So it's uh, mm-hmm. you know it was good to see that. I, I know it's in your I think your email signature, um, your medical device establishment license. So yes, um, you know good good for you and your family for having uh, taken that on. Uh, so I, I talked about LinkedIn. I, I, I enjoy following our members on LinkedIn and seeing how their businesses are growing or changing, uh, what products they think are hot. So, you know, we, we were talking offline before we got started here about, you know, traveling to see clients. And that hasn't been something that uh, most people in the industry in Canada have been doing, um, you know, since uh, early 2020. So how have you used social media and, and what else have you done to reach out to new customers uh, to bring on new customers during this time where you've essentially been grounded in in the Vancouver area.
Well, our association name, which is something that people don't often say the, the four words because it's a little bit long, is actually, you know, Promotional Product Professionals of Canada. So I appreciate you talking about selling as a professional, talking about your expertise mm-hmm. and, and not selling products first. And that's something that, uh, you know, I think that that's been a shift for a lot of people during the pandemic about having to having to sell their expertise um, maybe before they're selling a product. Exactly. And the client's expectations of their of the distributors like ourselves has, has changed also with the pandemic. They just don't want a thousand pens drop shipped to one location. They want more, uh, more services involved, whether it's drop shipping or online services or you know, creative stuff. So it, it's the landscape is shifting and it's, uh, you, you know, you, ha- you have to be nimble enough to change with it. So Sam, there you talked about some issues with warehousing, distribution, fulfillment, that kind of thing. So what which of those services do you offer in-house? Uh, we offer warehouse, well, we've got quite a long list of stuff. <laughs> you know, it gets to the point where you forget they're even value-add services. You just do them naturally. <laughs> you know, warehousing, fulfillment, we do that. Uh, we, got, uh, we do that uh, out of our head office over in uh, Surrey, BC. Uh, we have an FOB point over in Ontario for our Eastern clients. Um, inventory management services, in-house decoration. We still do our embroidery in-house. And um, that has that really served us well over the pandemic, just with closing of businesses. The nice thing about our Health Canada license, it enabled us to stay open during the entire pandemic and not shut down. Um, you know, we do a lot cross-border logistics. We've been shipping in the U.S. for very many years. I do have a D.C. just over in Western Washington. Um, direct importing, logo branding, e-commerce, technology-based solutions. So quite a plethora. You know, basically is what does the customer need? And then we collaborate with the team and figure out, can we do this? And did you see a big uh, increase in the amount of distribution to, to the homes of your customers' employees? Was that a big uptick for you? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you worded that. <laughs> but however, if the, you know, if the customer needed it, we, we did it. We found a way, right? What does your crystal ball tell you about, about that kind of distribution and fulfillment going forward? My crystal ball, I think, I think it's here to stay. Maybe not on the level it was in you know, last year or Q4 of last year. However, that remote employee, it's, it's always going to be there. That's, uh, that's just the way the normal workforce is going to be, whether it's work from home five days a week, so that all the shipments are going to be going to their location or their residence, sorry. Or hybrid, we ship to their their branch in uh, London, Ontario. So when the employees come in every Monday, one day a week, they grab their goods. Or, you know, it's once again, it's about being flexible. So whatever the customer needs is we try to accommodate in any way, shape, or form we can within reason. Right. But I'm assuming your company, like many others, you you shipped many, many small boxes, especially as you alluded to Q4 of last year. Yes, we did. Uh, however, we've always had a kidding and fulfillment team, so we were we already had the uh, processes and procedures in place with Canada Post and Purelater and stuff for individual shipments, just that we had to wrap the volume up. <laughs> right, yes. I remember seeing photos on social media from various distributors and suppliers, uh, and uh, it, that was a lot of cardboard boxes and photos, mm-hmm. uh, certainly going out leading into, uh, into the end of the year. But it's it's good to you know it was great to see and continue to see that um, employers are using promotional products to connect with their employees regardless of where they are. So it's important, you know, it's a big shift for some members, but it's an important 
aspect that it's that you know employers are continuing to use promotional products to connect both with their employees and their customers you know definitely i think you nailed it on the head that they're still you know they're using promotional products and you know even internally with some of my staff uh, working five days a week from home because that fits their lifestyle we do thank you gifts every so often and uh you know we're couriering out to their individual residents also <laughs> right yeah, we're all, we've all been learning, you know, it's, you, you have to do it for your customers and for yourself as well, right? Exactly. You have to invest back into your people and sometimes owners forget that. Talking about employees, you've got staff, uh, obviously not just in Surrey. So as a leader, how have you stayed connected with your staff that you haven't seen as often, whether that was, you know, just a few times a year or every day, how have you stayed connected as a leader, um, you know, during this time where, where many people have been remote? Um, we have, um, every Monday morning, we have uh, a full on staff meeting where remote employees would, uh, join via zoom or teams or whatever, um, uh, video conferencing. So there's always a finger on the pulse. Um, you know, we, we just, we did a, co a company barbecue the other week, the first one in almost two years. And, you know, we invite the staff, some can make it, some can't, whether they make it or not, we still gift them, we get a little bit of appreciation and then, uh, you know, another thing, either myself or um, our VP of sales, you know, while they're driving, you know, to and from lunch, they'll phone a staff member that's working remotely. Hey, how's it going? And we also, you know, I'll do the same on my drive home or my drive into the morning. Just, hey, Bob, how you doing? How are things? And I just want to keep in touch with you. So I almost schedule them into my calendar. However, we use other contact tools like Slack. We're all on the Slack platform. So we have a sales Slack platform where reps can just, you know, post a question, hey, I'm looking for SKU 1, 2, 3, 4, or I'm, or I'm looking for this type of item. Where Do you, anyone know where I can find this thing? And you will get three or four, and it's always different people collaborating and say, hey, try this vendor or try this or try that vendor type thing, right? So even if it's not face-to-face, -face, in this day and age, there's so many different ways to reach out and connect with your employees and staff members. Great. And while it's it's interesting to hear you say you had a barbecue recently, we had a staff picnic just uh, just recently as well. So oh, nice. nice to be able to, you know, get together, you know, uh, more people feel good and safe about being together outdoors. So, um, you know, in Canada, now's the time, right, to get together and do those things. So it's uh, it's nice to see that. So Sam, we're, um, you know, this is an industry much like retail. We're always thinking about, you know, the next season or seasons ahead. So as you start to, I'm sure your staff are very busy working with your customers, thinking about end of year gifts, um, employee recognition or client gifts for the end of the year. Uh, what are you doing to help uh, your team and your customers prepare knowing that, you know, last year was a bit of a mad scramble for too many people. How are you helping uh, get prepared for the end of this year? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> it, I have never seen this level of creativity in this industry prior to this pandemic. Um, you know, we started booking Christmas orders back in June. Uh, you know, we openly collaborate with the staff. We talk openly about things and, you know, I'm always paying attention to, you know, CNBC, Bloomberg, all the business channels and in the retail inventory is the number one challenge with, uh, supply chain and global uh, logistical challenges so we've started booking orders for christmas already even on domestic uh, product it doesn't have to be from offshore so having that call you know helping train our staff our sales reps or account managers to have that conversation with their customer be proactive and bring it to the forefront you know help educate the customer because i can assure you the customer's aware of what's happening you know when you go to amazon and or walmart or whatever in store and you see empty shelves there you know there's a big challenge in the uh, logistical supply chain happening. 
So educating our, our, our account managers and in turn, they're being proactive and reaching out to their customers to try to pre-book whatever fourth quarter orders that they need to avoid these inventory challenges and, and logistical delays. So, you know, one thing and another thing is sending out information once again on social media. We had a supply chain uh, posting probably about six or eight weeks ago, I'm thinking. And, um, you know, just to put the, push the information out there, right, to make the conversation easier with customers and prospects. Now, Sam, as you're having these conversations about Q4 gift giving, and it's, I, I'm thrilled to hear for, for you that your team has been proactive like that. What, what's hot for Q4? What, what do you think are going to be the most popular items that people are going to see arrive uh, on their doorsteps uh, as we get to the end of the year? Um, I, we're finding, and I can only speak for our clientele, like, you know, I don't know about all industries. However, we're finding basics are very popular, whether it's your hoodie, your soft shell jacket, um, your drinkware. Those basic items are popular or brand name items are, are really popular and hot right now. You know, clients are going more a narrow and deep type of strategy where they'd rather give out a brand name uh, drinkware item. You know, that's, uh, you know, $50, let's say, versus uh, ordering a whole bunch of $10 drinkware mugs type thing, right? So we're seeing a lot of that. And, you know, when I say basics on the apparel side, we're seeing a lot of that, a lot of basic high volume items ha- uh, going out the door. Um, however, you know, it's going to come to the point as closer and closer we get to Chris- the Christmas season, it's uh, going to come to the point where if who's ever got inventory is what's going to sell. Well, that's the conversation with suppliers is they say, yes, we have inventory shortages, but we know we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to have to say to somebody, your option, you know, you've got two options, not 12 options this year. And, and let's be honest, is that really a bad thing? No. It's the old, the old Henry Ford, black, black or black, pick one. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, back to our earlier conversation about selling as a professional, you know, hopefully your customers are listening to the expertise of your staff saying, okay, what are you trying to achieve? Here are our recommendations. And your staff presumably is going to recommend products they know are, are available. Well, exactly. And once again, promotional products, professionals of candidates, our jobs to be the professionals and help guide the client through the journey and make it a painless as possible uh, process for them. And so, Sam, as we as we see things opening up across Canada and across the world, and we hope they stay open, what are you most looking forward to as we, uh, I don't want to say return to normal, because that seems maybe more optimistic than, than we can be at any one time, but what are you looking forward to uh, as things have become more open across the world? On a personal level, just leaving the my 10-mile my radius bubble that I've been living in for the last 10, 18 months. <laughs> On a on a professional level, that's that's a good question. I'm looking forward to be able to expand and look for growth opportunities in other cities and other territories other than Greater Vancouver area or BC. And so, has the did you have those plans before the pandemic? Did that slow down some of your corporate plans? Um, yes, it did. It put some things that were in motion just on pause. However, you know, like I said, we did an acquisition back in February that started before the pandemic and then it was put on pause, but all the groundwork was there. So when both parties were ready, it was, you know, we were already that closer together to shaking hands, right? So we, we do have a couple of opportunities on the go right now that we're looking forward to rekindle or, or put to bed or, uh, you know, take it to the, 
to the next step. So as things are opening up, people are being a bit more optimistic and are and are willing to whether you know either face to face meetings or at least or in the right mindset. Because you know when April, March, April last year had everyone just panicked, including myself, and we all went into our shells, right, and locked our front doors. So it's nice to see that collaboration is happening again. And another thing on a side note is what I've noticed is there's more vendors and newer distributors opening up and joining the association in our industry, which is which is nice to see. Yes, there's been some, you know, some, it's interesting, you know, for me where I sit, I don't want to say on the sidelines, but I don't, you know, I don't work in the industry. I work for the industry. Um, mm -hmm. I'm amazed that we have gained many new members, both distributors and suppliers during the pandemic and for a variety of reasons. But, uh, you know, I give them a lot of credit. This is uh, not an easy time to start any business, um, let alone one that, that often relies on in-person events to generate income. No, exactly. And a business mentor actually told me for about six months ago, they go, they said, Sam, honestly, the best time to start a business is now. Because if you could survive this, when it goes back to normal, it's a cakewalk. It actually made a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, I have a, a friend and a mentor, you know, he kind of fills a few roles who, who has repeated often to a few of us that, you know, those who come out strong from the pandemic will come out very strong. And I think it's a similar kind of message. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I, I, I'm a firm believer, you know, competition is healthy. It helps all of us raise our game and to be better and to enhance ourselves. You know, I don't see other distributors and competitors. I honestly see an opportunity for some sort of collaboration because you never know what the future may hold. Well, good. Well, Sam, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I, uh, I will continue to you know, watch your company grow and develop. So I, I really want to thank you. You've, uh, you, know, you talked about it. you've become more involved as a volunteer with the association through our, uh, our Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And, and that's an important new initiative. So I, I want to thank you for your time with that and today you know, sharing with us. I appreciate uh, you know, all your insights. No, th thank you very much to you guys. Keep up the good work and uh, I look forward to sharing a beer with you at the next PPPC event. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, we have plans that we are very much working towards for our TOPS tour uh, in early winter 2022. So I, I will be there. I, I'll buy the first round. Hey, it's a deal. <laughs> All right, Sam, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining me for Promocast Canada and uh, we'll look forward to connecting again soon. Sounds good. And be safe, my friend. Thank you. So thanks everybody for listening today to Promocast Canada and join us for future episodes of our podcast. Thanks for listening to Promocast Canada. Stay tuned for future episodes featuring more of Canada's promo leaders. 